Welcome to What's Up? Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Miranda, and my pronouns are she, her. My name is Quinn, and my pronouns are he, him. And my name is Julie, and my pronouns are she, her. We're all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts for this podcast, so let's get into it. Hi, good morning, Miranda. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Julie? I am doing great. Lacking a little bit of sleep, but I am in there. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So what are we talking about today, Miranda? So today we are talking about how to balance life and all of the things going on, which is so, so, so especially important during final season. So if you are listening and it is final season, just know we are there with you. Yeah, totally. So balancing life, what is balancing life? So balancing life is having the ability to maximize um, your abilities to do things. It is important to find the right balance in every aspect of life. So all these aspects include educational, professional, personal, and anything that kind of contributes to that overall lifestyle. Yeah, and so every part of our life, our, our school, our work, our friends, our family, our personal health, They're all tied to each other and directly affect one another. So that means if one part of our life is out of balance, such as spending way too much time at work, then everything else is going to be out of balance too. So, And this priority, where we place our priorities, constantly changing. I mean, some weeks you need to focus on your personal relationships and other weeks you might have to prioritize your schoolwork. Yeah, and it's important for us to remember that these priorities constantly change. And that requires us to constantly evaluate the choices we make when it comes to prioritizing our work. Um, It's also really important to note that it's different for everybody and everyone and that we all have different priorities. So just because someone else have, I don't know, this essay due like tomorrow or something like that, or like just next week, and you're like, oh, I should get going as well. Um, but yours isn't due till like two weeks from now. So it's really important for each of us to kind of evaluate our own individual priorities um, in order to kind of be efficient when we are trying to balance our work. Right. Um, like, for example, I coming up, my family's visiting me. And so while school and work is still going to be important while they're here, I have made a conscious decision to prioritize them for the days that are here because I don't get to see them very often. Yeah, whereas for me, um, I'm coming to my family and my family is not coming to me. And so unlike Miranda having to worry with all the preparations, I have a midterm coming up this week. And so that's my priority is I need to study and just kill that midterm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, And so speaking of your midterm coming up, academics, I feel like, are something that weighs very heavily on both of our lives. And then I 
most of our listeners, as many of you are PSU students. So how does balancing life impact our academic performance? Yeah, so students often prioritize academics at the expense of personal factors, including relationships and other um, facets in life. So this can lead to decline in academic performance as uh, in general to the health and well-being. Um, since, like we've mentioned before, um, at times, because we prioritize academics so much that we don't think about other little details like exercising, eating healthy, and just right. taking care of ourselves. Yeah, it reminds me, um, have you ever seen that triangle, the choose to like school, social life and sleep? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like that's such a, a like boiled down, very simplistic um, and not very accurate way to look at balancing your life because mm. you you can't just choose to like you have to find a way to balance and that's sort of where it ever changes so maybe maybe this week you don't focus on your social life you focus on your school and maybe next week you focus on catching up on your sleep but making sure that you're bal you stay in balance between all the facets of your life you cannot just neglect one entirely no that's a really good point um miranda brought up a really good point like you don't have to pick and choose it's just the matter of which one goes first you right. know you don't have to let go of one thing just in order to have another you have both but which mm -hmm. one are you going to choose first and which right. one is more important at that moment right and like sort of evaluating what's going on and seeing where your attention needs to be placed because the way the world is set up i mean quote unquote, having it all, doing it all 100% of the time is very, very difficult, if not impossible. So yeah, sometimes you have to make those choices and make those sacrifices where, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go out this weekend because I have a test on Monday, things like that. Mm -hmm. Speaking about hanging out and family, how does it impact relationships? So a large focus on academic can actually impede our personal relationship, which can lead to minimization of support. Um, preoccupation with relationship issues at the expense of academic or work issues can be detrimental to our performance. And so this kind of ties back to our conversation of what Miranda just actually talked about saying that, oh yeah, since you're busy tonight, like don't go out with your friends, you know, but that doesn't mean you're not going to go out with your friends for the rest of the term. Like go out with your friends, right. I don't know, during the weekends and not Thursday nights. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think you make a really good point there, Julie, that um, the problems that might happen in your relationships can actually affect your academics and your work. I know in the past I've had like roommate relationships where I, I did not prioritize like building a strong relationship with the people I lived with and that led to a lot of a lot of tension and then I was so worried about that situation and dealing with everything there that I was not focused on my school or my work at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah and like Sometimes when we prioritize academic a little too much, mm -hmm. that's when it hurts other parts of our life, which include relationships, which we've all been talking about. So speaking of balancing and prioritization, the key to being able to successfully achieve these skills is to practice time management. Yeah. So how can we best manage our time? So now we're going to talk a little bit about ways to manage your time. First of all, it's really important to try new things and figure out what works best for you. And remember that one may work for one, like 
for one person and may not work for others. So our suggestion, we're not telling you to do all this. Th these are just suggestions, take it or right. not. But it's important for us to remember that when we're trying and integrating new changes to our lives, try everything, you know, and see which one works best for you and stick with it. Yeah. And like, like everything we talk about with what Take what you need, leave what you don't. There's there's no right or wrong way to manage your time and like best practices. There, whatever works for you is the best practice. Yeah. So our first tip is plan your schedule. I swear by Google Calendar, and I, I swore we've Google been talking Calendar. about this before <laughs> when it comes to um, trying to manage our stress level. But we suggest you use some form of calendar schedule. If you aren't a fan of digital calendars such as Google Calendar or any other kind of calendar that is used online, use a planner. Write down things mm -hmm. because that way it helps reduces your stress. You know, right. like when you're able to visually see what you need to complete and all, it helps you kind of like plan out other things. And um, you don't have to be overwhelmed, feel stressed out about anything because everything's written down, organized in an area for you to refer to when you want to complete it. Yeah. And and this can look like anything. Um, we, we love Google Calendar. Um, <laughs> we do. <laughs> especially Google Calendar is so useful if you are a PSU student because everything is sort of wrapped up in G Suite and Google Google situ situation, Google's um, system. So love cannot speak highly enough about Google Calendar, but whatever works for you is is perfect. I personally love writing every assignment I have down um, on one sheet of paper and putting it on my wall. And that's everything I have to do for the whole term, which brings us into our next tip, which is to make a to-do list. Now, making a to-do list for your entire term is a lot. You a can do it much. if you want. I, I love to do it, but it's not for everybody. But making a weekly to-do list is something that's really great to be able to achieve. Yeah. And as you are establishing and creating that weekly to-do list, it also gives you an opportunity to prioritize your work. Um, when you're making that to-do list, you can organize it in a way where it's like urgent, you know, something you got to mm -hmm. get done right away. Something that you can leave for a couple of days or something you don't even have to think about till next week. Right. And so making sure that you're prioritizing the things that are coming up and not thinking about the other. And that's really important because most time our stress stems from the idea of us overthinking and overstressing about what's to come instead of what is about to happen or what's right. going to happen soon. And so um, when you're developing or creating that to-do list, it's really important for you to kind of really sit and critically think about what is important and what you need to get done instead of what you Definitely. can get done in preparation because that will only induce stress. I find one thing that's helpful with making a to-do list, um, obviously you don't want to add too many things to your to-do list because you could get overwhelmed. But in the past, I've always made to-do lists with strictly my the things I have to do for school or the things I have to do for work. And while those are things that definitely need to be on my to-do list. I've started recently adding things like I need to do laundry, I need to do the dishes, I need to um, exercise, cook, take care of myself. And so adding those sort of personal and like domestic to-do things to your to-do list I think can be very helpful in 
sort of working to achieve that balance so that you're not neglecting any part of yourself. It you can even add to, to your to-do list to spend some time with friends or spend some time with your family, yeah, call your mom. Totally. Mm -hmm. And those are if it depends on your priorities, but I mean to me, those are just as important as doing the discussion post on D2L that I need to get done. Yeah, and that's a really good point because that kind of brings us back to balancing, just not academic and just not putting 100% of our focus onto school, but kind of stemming out and kind of plan for other aspects of life as right. well and just not school. Um, and so on that note, speaking of to-do lists, things we accomplish, it's also really important for us to set goals and deadlines for our work. By setting mm -hmm. dates uh, for goals, we're more likely to complete it at an appropriate time. Right. Similarly to prioritization, setting deadlines will reduce your chance of cramming in work. And we all hate procrastination. We all hate <laughs> procrastinating. And so when we set goals and deadlines, we can avoid it. And like um, one of my one of my personal tips when it comes to setting goals and deadline or planning is backward plan. You know, like know mm -hmm. when the deadline is and plan from that back because then that'll give you enough time to know that, okay, if I keep working backwards, this will be it. There's no extra time. If you want extra time, you can add in extra time during that timeline, but you know how the flow will be like since you right. know when the deadline is. Yeah, um, and one thing that goes along really well with backward planning is breaking your tasks up into smaller components. Um, say you have to write a, a paper over the course of the entire term. That can be really overwhelming. And it's hard to sort of wrap your brain and for, for your brain to like get around everything that needs to go into it. I know when I was writing my thesis, which was over the course of an entire year, I there was no way I could have just sat down and said, okay, my thesis is due on this day a year from now. Let me, let me start working on it. So being able to break down, okay, what are the little things that I need to get done in order to work towards this bigger task? Um, and so then backward planning from there, maybe this month you have a term paper, for example, maybe this month I'll get all my research done. And then the next month I'll, by the end of that month, I'll have it drafted. And then the last month I'll do revisions and edits. So whatever works best for you, um, but breaking things up into smaller components makes it so much easier for you to handle. That's a really good point. And speaking of kind of setting up those realistic goals, mm -hmm. it's also paramount for us to recognize that as we accomplish our goals, as we work towards them, it's really important for us to avoid perfectionism. Oh, so yeah. perfectionism refers to a set of self-defeating thoughts and behaviors aimed to reaching unrealistic high goals. It is based on perceived standards of excellence and often fueled by the need for others' approval. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we get into, there is kind of two separate mindset. There is perfectionism and just being able to complete stuff. And sometimes mm -hmm. we get wrapped up around making things perfect. It actually causes us to be more stressed and can even delay our workload. Right. I know in the past I've, I've been worried about something not being perfect and it, it makes me not even want to complete it because once it's done, then I have to face the music and whatever degree of perfection it's at. But yeah, like you said, nothing's ever going to be perfect. And so it, it can be really hard to sort of get over, like try avoid perfectionism. I think especially we've talked about so much this term, social media and sort of the 
perception that people place online, it it's really easy to feel like everybody else's life is perfect and everybody else is perfect in their school and their work and their life. But I promise nobody's perfect, like Hannah Montana said. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Strive to be a high – higher achiever and not a perfectionist Mm -hmm. because like we said perfectionism can serve as a distraction when you are working because you are so focused on making something perfect but like what we've been trying to emphasize this whole entire time there's no such thing as perfect because there is always room for improvements and we are always and constantly working for a better version of the work we do the better version of ourselves so there's no such thing as perfect so don't stress about it when you're doing the work and just mm-hmm. kind of focusing on completing it and just kind of achieving all the requirements on it because as long as you check all those things out that's good. That's good enough because you've completed right. the, yeah. whatever's required. I feel like it's really easy for us. I know I do this a lot is equating our work, whether that's professionally or in school, to like our personal, <laughs> like how good of a person we are. And so it's really easy to feel like if your work is not perfect, then there's some sort of failing on your part as as a human. You're like some sort of moral failing. And it's so important to – remember that you are not defined by the work that you complete. And while your work is important, like you are your own person aside from your schoolwork, aside from your professional work. Yeah. So just to put it as short, you would rather complete it, feel proud of yourself than making it perfect and not completing and then feeling shitty about it. Exactly. (laughs) That's all I can say when it comes to perfectionism. Definitely. Um, And I feel like perfectionism is a really like big good way to transition into the next thing we're going to talk about, which is healthy and unhealthy stress. So obviously, if you're striving to be perfect, there's there's some level of stress that's good for like completion. You, In order to complete something, you may need some stress in order to get that done. But trying to achieve perfectionism may be unhealthy stress. Yeah, no, it's really important for everyone to be able to differentiate the two forms of stress, like mm-hmm. the bad stress and the healthy stress. The healthy stress motivates us, get us going. If we don't have the healthy stress, I don't think we'll be able to complete anything. Right. But when that healthy stress, when the stress level overloads itself and there's a drastic increase in that stress level, that is when it becomes pressure, intense pressure, which can lead to many physical and mental um, health effects, which include anxiety or panic attacks, a feeling of being constantly pressured or hassled, and like you're in a constant state of being hurried, um, irritability, moodiness. Um, and when it comes to your physical physical effects, may include stomach problems, headaches, or chest pain, allergic reactions, um, and worse is it comes to abusing drugs and increase in alcohol consumption, And other physical symptoms can be insomnia, sleeping disorders, sadness, depression, other mental health. Yeah. So, and this is what happens when you get into the bad stress. So you can kind of think of stress. um, There's this thing called the Yerkes-Dodson curve. And so that's sort of how we map stress. And so it's a bell curve. And you want to sort of sit at the top of the bell curve. So you can kind of think of it like say say you and your friends went on a really long hike and you you go get burgers or vegan burgers whatever whatever burger you're getting and 
you you're really really hungry you're you're starving you're you're at that zero stress level you need something and so you um you eat a burger and it it gives you it moves you up that curve you you're a little more full a little more satisfied but you're still a little hungry so maybe you have that second burger and now you're you're right at the peak of that bell curve you're at the perfect the optimal level of satisfaction the optimal level of stress for the stress um, but maybe you go back and you have a third burger <laughs> and now you're you're over into the side of bad stress of too much you're overloaded you're you're full you're lethargic you may feel like you need to throw up these burgers after you've had so many so that's sort of one way to think about it that stress is stress is good but too much stress is bad and like anything in life good in moderation everything is good in moderation speaking of knowing your limits and how to better our response to stress mm -hmm. here are some tips once again suggestions um that you can y'all can use to kind of alleviate that stress so the first is integrate physical activities such as exercising so regular exercise is one of the best way to keep stress levels under control um yeah. take a walk go outside i know we live in portland it stays raining it's fine or wherever you are if it's sunny go outside enjoy a quick job uh walk outside get some vitamin d since you're out right and i know i know i always hate when people tell you to <laughs> exercise and everyone tells you to exercise but it really is so so useful i mm -hmm. feel like every time i start working out i'm like wow this this really does solve it, everything it feels good no yeah whenever i'm stressed i'm like give me 30 minute a 30 minute break imagine yeah. if you were sitting in one spot for god knows how long as college students we just sit in one spot all day doing homework and it is possible yeah <laughs> so give me that 30 minute break standing up doing a little stretch you know or just like a little light workout helps Right. You don't flow. have to go out there and start doing crossfit, <laughs> running marathons. If that is your journey, great for you. But if you're just you walk across the room and get a snack, that is you're moving your body. Look, Good I, for you. There you go. There you go. Um, another great way to help manage stress is right relaxation and trying different relaxation methods. So this could be meditation, breathing exercises, yoga, massages, um, taking a nap um and trying whatever whatever relaxation method works for you so maybe you've you've tried meditation a lot and it is just not your thing that's okay um but maybe yoga is something that's more up your alley and yoga is a really great way because it incorporates that physical activity as well as that emotional and spiritual health we can't emphasize how important it is to practice different breathing techniques that's mm -hmm. probably the most simple way or the easiest form of stress relief because right. i mean you can do it anywhere anytime and doesn't require any equipment any anything else just you and just practice breathing and so whenever right. you feel very stressed or some kind of anxiety or any of that just take a quick moment and just take a deep breath mm -hmm. and that will can't solve everything but it will help <laughs> 
relax calm yeah, you down get that in oxygen moment. into your brain into your blood mm-hmm. all that stuff the um, next one is kind of interesting it's well in my opinion i think it's a good one but <laughs> find something that makes you laugh is <laughs> another way that you can help relieve your stress watch something funny talk to someone or anything that gets you a good laugh because laughing is a form of stress relief and i'm mm-hmm. telling you this one is probably one of my favorite yeah i i love finding stuff to make me laugh um Personally, I love rewatching sitcoms that I've seen yes. several times. And there's also no stress of knowing what's going to happen because yeah. I already know it's going to happen. <laughs> so all there is is to laugh at the jokes. Um, but what whatever makes you laugh is it's so important to laugh. It, laughter, what is that saying? Laughter is the best medicine. Yes. Um, so true. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Um. So yeah, the next tip is uh, practice positive self-talk. So um, positive self-talk requires us to be kind of grateful, forgiving, and to be kind of kind to yourself. Leave some positive, encouraging, and motivating notes for yourself or maybe to a friend or family because it will help them relieve Mm -hmm. their stress. Yeah, um, and I think it's important to remember with self-talk, Talk to yourself like you would talk to somebody else. Like you would not go up to your best friend and tell them, oh, you're horrible. You're terrible at your work. You're terrible at everything. If you would not tell that to your friend, why would you tell that to yourself? Um, and so be be kind with yourself and be gracious when you make mistakes. Um, like like with a friend, if if your friend messed up, you would tell them that it's okay and that they are not a bad person because of whatever mistake they made and that they can move forward and grow and you can do that too. And so don't, don't hate on yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sometimes it's really hard for us to kind of mm-hmm. have that positive um, self self-talk because we're constantly in a state of mind that if we don't accomplish something, it's mm-hmm. like, it's self-deprivated. Right. It's really hard for us to um, be able to acquire that, but it's really, it's a really good way to help relieve your stress. Yeah. Um, And so our next tip is to spend time with friends and loved ones. Um, Everybody knows it's important to have a support network, to reach out to our friends and family when we need them. But whoever offers you support, um, let them know that you you you're there and let them know how important they are in your life and how much support they give you i feel like in the pandemic it's been so hard to keep up those relationships but we all provide so much support to each other and that social network that we have is vital um and maybe you don't have much of a network and that's okay um maybe get get involved on campus in your community go to different events to try to form those connections especially because with the pandemic like i said it's been so hard to form connections speaking of reaching out and having that connection we can't emphasize this is another point that is very important that sometimes we overlook but always ask for help mm-hmm. uh try not to overwhelm yourself and know that it is perfectly normal to ask for help many of us or sometimes occasionally we have the mentality of when we're asking for help that means we're failing we're not able to achieve our goals by ourselves but it's really important for us to remember that you're not in it 
by yourself. There's so many people around you willing to provide support, um, help that will help alleviate some kind of stress or struggle that you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, This looks different for everyone. Maybe you can ask family or friends for help. Maybe you can find a community like what Miranda was saying. Or you may also seek for professional support, such Mm -hmm. as Shack Counseling that we have here at Shack. But there are always help out there in many different forms. It depends on what kind of help you need. But trust us, there are always people out there willing to help and support you no matter what. Yeah, and sometimes it's just you just need that little thing. Like you just need – Maybe you ask your professor for help. Say, hey, I really – I just need one more day on this assignment. There's been a lot going on in my life, and I've had to prioritize other things, and now I need to prioritize my school. So can I have that one extra day? And hope- hopefully they're they're nice about it, and they give you that extension. And maybe that, that help, that little bit of help is what you need. And mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to ask because the worst anyone can say is no. <laughs> but <laughs> if you ask for help, I feel like almost every single time the people in your life are going to be able to help you. That's a really good point. Like, just talk, communicate with people right. and let them know what you need. Yeah. If you don't tell anybody that you're struggling, they're not able to help. Oh, yeah. So letting people know you need help, is it's the first step and it's oftentimes the hardest step. But asking for help, it takes a lot of courage. But we're here for you and you got this. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So speaking of asking for help – equivalently important know your limits that's another Mm -hmm. point we um, would like you to know is yes set goals and standards that are high but make them achievable make them in a way where you can achieve at an appropriate time kind of like a smart goal you know being able to set those goals and all and yeah it'll push you past your comfort zone but still having it be realistic and achievable based on where you are in life so I don't know, like, I guess a workout goal is something you can talk about. But like, Mm -hmm. if it starts to like, take up too much of like, your health, like, or kind of the effort that you have, that's when you're like, I know my limits, I got to stop. So it's really important for you to know your limits as you are proceeding with your goals. and all. Yeah, I feel like working out's a really good example there. Because maybe you have not worked out ever or in a really long time and you decide you want to start running for example maybe you set a goal that a month from now two months from now you're gonna run a 5k i feel like that's a very achievable goal mm-hmm. yeah. i wouldn't set the goal that you're gonna run a marathon <laughs> two months from now <laughs> yeah um, even if people who are experienced runners struggle with marathons so and you can sort of apply that in your whole life um maybe you really want to get into writing um but you writing writing a whole book in the next like two weeks maybe it'll happen for you Mm -hmm. awesome but probably not and so you don't want to discourage yourself and so maybe you set a goal like i will write a few pages this week Mm -hmm. something like that yeah and these limits change like it fluctuates it doesn't have to be a set limit every time you Mm -hmm. can always change your limit at all and as you are in that process if you make mistakes good that's an opportunity for you to learn grow and prosper so if your limits are different I don't know if you think it's lower and just not as high as other people that's your limit don't compare it with others right then it will make you feel worse and it will want you to set 
a limit that is hard for you to achieve. I feel like especially with school, there's sort of this mindset of taking oh, yeah. on the absolute most you can possibly handle before like your life falls Like maximize your apart. credits. Right. And if if you take need to take a lighter load this term, that is okay. And yeah. you are not a worse person for not doing as much as somebody else because everybody's situation is different and everybody's priorities are different. So being, making, having a different priority than somebody else doesn't mean you are lesser than them. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some daily reminders you can give yourself. Be where you are. Don't don't try not to worry about what you're doing, what you are doing or aren't doing. Stay on the task at hand. So if if you're at work, don't worry about like school life, all that stuff. Focus focus on work. If if you're in class, focus on class. If you're with your friends or with your family, don't focus on school. Focus on being there. And this is sort of where mindfulness and everyday mindfulness can come into play. Yeah, I mean, I myself kind of struggle with this at times. When mm-hmm. I'm in one class, I'm thinking about the assignments, the exams, and what I have to complete for another class, right. which makes me more stressed because instead of – because when I'm stressing about that, when I leave class, I'm like, oh, no, now I got to go back, watch the lecture video, or do whatever I need to do to make up for what I was distracted for and wasn't paying attention when I was mm-hmm. in that class. So, yes, seize the moment. Be in the moment. That's the only thing you really have to worry about other things can wait. Yeah, I was reading this article. It was like an interview with Simone Biles, the gymnast. And she was saying whenever she's stressed out about something, she's feeling anxious, she writes it down. And she keeps like a running list of all the things she's stressed about. And when she writes it down, she puts it out of her head. And it is it is there. It is documented. And she doesn't have to focus on it. And then she spends a dedicated time like every night where she gets she gets to worry about all the things that she's worried about. But so instead of being stressed out constantly and so maybe you're you're working on this big project instead of worrying about it all the time, give yourself a, a dedicated time to worry about it and put it out of your mind at all other times if you can. And that's mindfulness and hard, is hard and being able to manage your stress and manage the things that you get worried about is it's a skill and it's something you have to no. practice and you can get better at it every single day but you're you're not just like you're not going to go out and run a marathon tomorrow you're not going to be like the pinnacle of mindfulness in a day it's something you have to work to that's a great way of putting it and that's a really good idea and a really good point too and like we've mentioned, all of these takes time, takes practice. It doesn't happen right away. It takes time and it takes practice for us to be able to be mindful and practice mindfulness. Yeah. And it takes time and practice to be really good at time management. So don't feel like, oh, boom, I'm going to do it right away. I'm going to perfect all of these skills. No, it takes a lot of practice, a lot of time. Just be patient and go with the flow. Yeah, remember, you're human. You – yes. Our no human is perfect. You, you're you not perfect and that's okay. And nothing will get done if you're emotionally or physically or spiritually or whatever like drained. Like you, you have to be well. Like and what I think that's sort of what we focus on here at what is like wellness is so important because mm-hmm. if you neglect that wellness in your life, everything else falls apart. Yeah. And it's 
a lot of people say balancing is impossible. And yes, mm-hmm. balancing is extremely hard. It's something that I don't think any of us will ever perfect. Right. But it's really important for us to look at it in the bigger picture and just the overall of like our health, our well-being, our success and what we achieve. It's really important for us to see mm-hmm. all of that play into into their parts. So speaking of that, we're going to kind of end up our and our tips off with some fun suggestions tips Mm -hmm. ideas yeah but find the joy uh in the things that you do and have fun most importantly especially during college or just life in general everything you do and experience it should be fun kind Mm -hmm. of something enjoyable because there's no point of doing something okay there's some classes we have to take that we do not enjoy but (laughs) besides the (laughs) fact enjoy the moment like in, embrace the things oh, that yeah. you do and just enjoy it and have fun yeah it's it's your life you you it's short you, you get the one so <laughs> try to spend some time doing things you enjoy maybe maybe you watch a movie or you read a book that's not for school or you play with a dog or just something that gives you joy um and going along with doing things that find that you find joy in, learn how to say no to things that you don't want to do. Yeah. Um, knowing your priorities and don't take on too much, especially things that are going to really weigh on your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like our, our last thing, treat yourself. Treat yourself, treat yourself, treat yourself. So important. Yeah, rewarding yourself is a part of success and a part of the idea of hard work Mm -hmm. because when we are rewarding ourselves after i don't know finals after a term after getting a good job after completing a project it serves as a positive feedback so you're able to condition yourself in a way where next time when you complete a task or in the process of completing a task you're, there's something to look forward to. And right. when there is something to look forward to, you are more likely to finish it or, because you're more motivated. You know that you kind of get an incentive for it. But we're not saying to like just reward yourself all the time, you know? Right. Like reward could be different for everyone. Like for example, my reward after a whole week of studying really hard, I got myself a cup of coffee this morning. Yeah. That's a form of reward for me. Exactly. And your what how you treat yourself looks different for everybody. I mean, I'm sure we would all love to treat ourselves by jetting off to Cabo for the weekend or something like that. Um, And if that's something you can do, great for you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, like Julie said, you're whatever you reward yourself with can be, it can be small or big. And those are, those are both meaningful. And so just taking a little bit of time for yourself. I feel like the overall thing we've like learned today, take time for yourself, treat yourself, be patient with yourself. And just give yourself some grace as you move through life. Yeah, that's a really great point, especially since we're wrapping up this conversation. Um, Be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Be graceful and all. Um, It's we're always learning. We're in the process of always becoming a better version of ourselves. But don't put too much pressure. Don't stress about it. You know, just Mm -hmm. go with it. Like we said, try everything, whatever works best for you. Keep it. Keep, uh, integrate into your life, make it into a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to put everything in. And like we said, there's no such thing as perfectionism and that the imperfection as human beings make us who we are and it makes us very unique. Definitely. And, uh, 
awesome. Right. Well, it has been great talking to you today, Julie. Yes. Um, and listeners, um, we hope you have an amazing rest of your day and your week. And if if it's finals where you are when you're when you are, good luck. And if it's not finals or good luck as well yes. in whatever you're taking on because we've all got our challenges and hopefully you can balance those challenges a little more now. Yes. Take a deep breath and y'all got this. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Miranda. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the What's Up podcast. We'll catch up with you next week. We at Shack are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number at 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday, or you can download the Campus Well app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual Mind Spa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We'll be including resource links in the episode description, as well as a link to the episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discuss in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up Wellness from the Third Floor.